Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. In our fall issue of the magazine, the Tunnel Vision column features a story about Old 41 Caters to Gators. It's the tale of the valiant efforts of John Brady, a local photographer, to save one of the last Everglades show places in Florida, the Everglades Wonder Gardens near Bonita Springs. In our first part of the story in this podcast, John tells the story of how this famous original Florida roadside attraction was about to fade into history. But then John and some other lovers of Florida's wild beauty, with the help of some enthusiastic young alligators, turned a fading roadside attraction into a botanical garden. Enjoy part one of this Everglades revival. This podcast is sponsored by Legal Wheels. They help you save time and money when dealing with today's most frequent vehicle-related legal matters. Coverage includes repossession, lemon law matters, document review, and many more for as low as $49.95 annually. Visit them at MyLegalWheels.com. Hi, folks. In our fall edition of the American Road Magazine in Tunnel Vision, we wandered over to a place in Florida that has uh, survived. It's been both a wonderful place to visit for many, many generations of people, but due to the diligence of our guest right now, John Brady, it has come back again. And I'm talking about the Everglades Wonder Gardens in Bonita Springs. John, thank you very much for joining us here on American Road Tip Talk. Sure. Nice to be here. Uh, Let's talk a little bit. I mean, what I looked at in the article here was kind of a story of um, a passion that you have for this uh, really venerable place in Florida that you just decided you weren't going to let go into history. Yeah, that's right. This place uh, has been here since 1936. It's one of Florida's original roadside attractions. And it was going to close in the spring of last year. It actually did close. The original family continues to own the property and had been operating it for almost that 80 years. And they, due to numerous reasons, made a decision to shut the park down. Uh, We didn't want to see that happen, so we stepped in and negotiated a deal with the family that owns it to bring it back to life and kind of recreate the place. And in doing so, we needed to allow them to continue to market the property and sell it. That was their goal, was to sell the property and Mm -hmm. take the proceeds and move on with their life. Uh, So we allow them, of course, to do that. That's what they were doing anyway. And uh, so while they've been trying to sell the property, we've been trying to improve the property and bring it back to life, which we put a lot of hard work and effort into. John, as you speak about this, who is the we that you're talking about here? Well, it's myself and some volunteers, and uh, that's who the we is. <laughs> so did you grow up in the area? I mean, I, I'm trying to catch what was the thing about it, this that made it so important for you. Well, I'm a photographer. I'm a Florida naturalist photographer. I started out life in Detroit, but spent most of my adult life and raised my family in central New York. I've lived in Florida and this area for about 14 years now. So Florida's not my home, Mm -hmm. but today it is. And I'm a Florida landscape photographer, and I care very much about the history of Florida and the land. So I made a decision to get involved in Mm -hmm. trying to save this place. You know, these places are here one day, and you blink your eye and they're gone. Yes. And uh, this was going to be one of those places that we all looked around and said, gee, whatever happened to the Everglades Wonder Gardens? 
And uh, anyway, that's that's why I got involved. We've since formed a 501c3 charity called Benito Wonder Gardens. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the Benito Wonder Gardens now is to try to find a way to purchase this property and save it and keep it in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's interesting that you're not a native Floridian, but you've really got a passion for the area there. And I imagine as a photographer, or a matter of fact, as a, as a nature photographer, that uh, there is a very precious commodity there. Probably a bad word, well, but it's, it's something it's you don't want to lose. Exactly. It's a beautiful place, and it's a piece of history. It serves so many purposes as a, as a beautiful garden, as a historical uh, monument, if you will, and, and also an educational facility. Uh, for me, with my photography, I was able to move my gallery into the old building that's here, um, and that building has been here since 1936 and makes a great location for a Florida Everglades gallery. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to do a number of things, but... Uh, Breathing new life into this place is first and foremost. Mm. Well, what does it take to do that? Well, you know, it had become more of a neighborhood zoo over the years. It was a place where they kept oh. bears and they kept big alligators and crocodiles and they had panthers and bobcats and things that really didn't fit the property. And this place isn't that big. And to try to, you know, in the old days, neighborhood zoos were acceptable. And mm-hmm. in today's world, they aren't. I, if I want to see big animals, I want to see them in the proper habitat where I know they're being well cared mm-hmm. for, and I know the animals are happy um, or as happy as can be in that situation. That wasn't what this place was. So when they closed and all those big animals were removed and went to various different places, which I had nothing to do with, mm-hmm. I was able to come in and take a new look at this place. And we decided that this would be a botanical jungle, which already existed here but had been greatly neglected, but it would be a botanical jungle with birds and reptiles. And that's what we've done. We've, we've brought in 40 new alligators. Uh, they're younger, more enthusiastic. It's a better-sized <laughs> population. Uh, we've brought in all sorts of different birds, uh, from parrots and cockatoos and cockatiels and wood ducks and mandarin ducks and golden pheasants, just a variety of birds. And, you know, a jungle with birds and reptiles is such a nice fit. And the gardens that we've been creating are beautiful. We have a historical uh, framework to work around with big, mature tropical trees mm-hmm. from African mahoganies to kapok trees. Uh, and to that, we've added our own orchid gardens and bromeliad gardens and Asian-themed gardens and really made it more of a community place. Join us next time for part two of our conversation with John Brady when he tells us about the colorful history of the Everglades Botanical Gardens. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey. Thank you.